Thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this episode. Anchor is a platform where you can make your podcasts in the easiest way possible. What's even better is that it is completely free. The thing I love most about Anchor is that it has everything you need to make a podcast in one place. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. If you're looking for a platform to get started, look no further because Anchor has everything you need. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Stuck on Self Love podcast. Stuck Designs is a successful nonprofit for girls and a clothing brand run by young women from around the world. At Stuck Designs, we believe in self-love first because self-love is the dot that marks the beginning of all the different kinds of loves and because it undoubtedly sustains success. This podcast shines light on strong and talented women who excel and persevere in life while bathing in abundant self-love. So if you're ready to keep it real, level up in all your inner work, creative business, and community impact, then you've come to the right place because we provide you with content that helps your soul glow and your mind grow. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. So welcome everybody that's popping on. Yes. So um, let's kick it off. Hello, everyone. And thanks, Kelly and Brett, for joining. Um, my name is Jennifer Vassell. And today is uh, Women's Entrepreneurship Day, or actually tonight. Um, and really excited to be in conversation with everyone uh, talking about self-love and the nuances of creative entrepreneurship. And I guess we can just kick it off by introducing ourselves. Um, I'll start. My name is Jennifer Vassell, and I'm a children's book author, speaker, and creative entrepreneur based in LA. And I write about self-love and inspiring kids and adults to overcome their insecurities and share their gifts with the world. So who'd like to go next? Wow, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not prepared. Um, I'm Brett. And I'm an artist and a nonprofit founder. Um, my nonprofit is Stuck Designs. Stuck stands for Strong, Talented, United, and Knowledgeable. And we basically provide programming for underserved girls um, who really need support and art supplies. And um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And I, I paint and I draw on the side of my other business. So yeah, that's me. My name is Kelly Skates, and I'm a photographer, filmmaker, and editor um, from Los Angeles, California. I do travel a lot, and I also have a merchandise line that I use some of my images that I take, and I put them on t-shirts and journals. It's super cute. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's what I do. Cool. And so in one word, or maybe a few words. What does self self love mean to you? Like when you hear that those two words, like in a sentence, how would you describe it, and what does it mean to you? Just a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I know a sentence or two. Then, like, I I just think I think that's so hard because like self love can be defined as like. <laughs> I feel like modern society these days is trying to make it just like a simple definition of one word, you know, like self-love is this or or self-love is that. But I think I think kind of similar to like, um, you know, the word feminist, you know, it has many different like meanings and ways that it can be used and like 
to me, it's just like having that, um, really that unconditional love for yourself, no matter what state you are in, no matter if you're high, no matter if you're low, no matter if it's light, no matter if it's dark. Um, it's just that unshakable, deep down foundational love. Sorry about that, my dog. <laughs> um, but to me, it's just, it's a real, it's a journey, you know, I think it's a journey. I don't think it's just one word or can be defined as one word. Yeah, I agree. I would say that self evolves as you evolve because I think we are all working on different parts of that journey at different parts of our journey. So mm -hmm. Self-love right now for somebody might just be like really learning how to like speak positively about themselves because that's what they're working on. Somebody else, that might not be the, the thing that they're working on. It could be something else in specific to their journey. So I think it evolves as you evolve. And for me, I think I think my self-love journey is also very much so tied to my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So the deeper and more rooted I get into my spiritual practices and the deeper I become aware of who I am as a person, like that, my self-love journey evolves with that. Yeah. Um, I actually did, however, write a definition um, <laughs> that I can read because it, it took me so long to write it because I really don't think that it is just, you know, a simple definition. But um, on my nonprofit website, we came up with self-love is the beginning of a lifelong romance. It is choosing yourself first, owning who you are completely and unconditionally. It is living every day as the highest version of yourself, which creates lasting peace. And I do think like that, that, um, that inner peace is really important because I don't really think that you can have that, you know, peace that passes all understanding that unshakable peace without that foundation of self-love, you know? I love that. And for me, I, I think the way I would define self-love is the ability to identify your natural gifts, like something that is unique to you and is your natural talent um, and being able to not only identify it, but also share it in whatever medium that you can share it. And that, and if you're able to do that, you're loving yourself, you're honoring yourself and you're doing what was your divine assignment. That's how I, uh, I think that's very important what you said to share it because sometimes mm -hmm. people like hoard their talents. They're aware of them. They'll stay in their bedroom with them. They may, but I think the big part is, being fearless enough to actually share your gifts mm -hmm. with people. And that's that's what we're here for. And that's how you create connections and continue to grow. Because in a way, like, I think sometimes people have a perception of it being, like, egoic in sharing talent, over sharing talent. But I think it also involves ego if you hoard that talent and if you don't share it. And it's like, you know, the purpose of being here is to share the gift. It's kind of selfish to, you know, hoard it in. Mm -hmm. But a lot of a lot of times fear is wrapped up in that. And I think what you said was really valid, Kelly, about, you know, self-love being connected with, um, you know, spirituality, because it really is. It's connected to spirituality. It's connected to mental health. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to talk about, you know? Mm -hmm. And did you guys always know that you wanted to be entrepreneurs? Or do you have entrepreneurs in your family? Um, you go first, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I didn't know. I my dad is an entrepreneur, and so I grew up seeing him be successful at it and seeing his journey. But for me, I knew I wanted to be an artist. I didn't know that being an artist was almost synonymous with being an entrepreneur. So yeah, I I knew I wanted to be creative. I knew I wanted to build things and create things and worlds and images and I used to dance like I used I knew I wanted to do that but I did not understand that in order to make money as an artist there is a, definitely a huge entrepreneurship con- um element to it in order to survive and not be a starving artist so which is I, not I, talked about yeah you don't talk about they don't talk about that maybe more now because I think the journey of an artist and entrepreneur is is very different than when we were like coming out of college, but right. I didn't know. Right. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could make a living doing things that you're naturally good at things that weren't the stereotypical doctor, lawyer, engineer, like things like that. I just didn't see it. Um, and coming from a immigrant parents being the first born and having only See, knowing where are your parents from? Jamaica. Oh, yeah, so um, they came here in the 70s and they worked really hard. All I knew was go to school, get an education, come out and find a job. I didn't know. And then I come from a, a background of a bunch of medical professionals. That's all the nursing and all that. And so if I, I, uh, for me, I was going down the path of being a lawyer and I've done, I've pivoted so many times, but, uh, when I was younger, I was really exhibit. I had a natural gift for writing and I was always exhibiting that, that creative thing, but I don't think I necessarily had people around me who could help foster that natural gift. And so I only did what was, what I saw. There was no representation. So that's why I'm so dedicated to doing, being the woman that the little girl in me needed to see. And so, um, like, I didn't know that, I didn't know that entrepreneurship could be a thing or like you can actually get paid for, uh, things that you're naturally good at with, with you not having to have that doctor, lawyer, engineering, and no shame to people who are in those traditional careers. I just didn't see it modeled for me any other way. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm similar to Kelly. Like my, uh, my dad is also uh, the entrepreneur. And um, so, I mean, I grew up seeing, I grew up seeing him, you know, like, um, just live how he wants to live, basically, and go where he wants to go. But he was always working at the same time, but and he'd be, always be on the phone and, you know, but at the same time, he was like passionate about his work. So, you know, it was like, he he was excited about it, always on the phone and always on the go. So it kind of was drilled into me. But at the same time, my dad didn't really teach me anything about entrepreneurship. And I think that that's also sometimes how it goes. And then, you know, on the artist side of things, um, yeah, you really do have to learn. And a lot of times the hard way that it really does, you know, require hardcore entrepreneurial skills to become a successful artist. And um, that's why, well, that's not really why, but that's why later I saw um, that graphic design, doing graphic design in college was like beneficial because it helped me um, be able to like take my art off the page, you know, and put it on other platforms, put it on websites. Like, you know, now I can, I, I build my own websites. I, I really do everything myself. So um, I think that that helped, but at the same time, yeah, it just, it requires a lot of just 
business savvy and business knowledge to even to become an artist and to become just a, an entrepreneur that's maybe not an artist. Right. And so I, I think I was it's funny because my dad was an artist and an entrepreneur. Like he was in the music industry. So he oh, yeah. and he was so it's funny because he was definitely an artist and definitely a businessman, but he didn't teach me either. Like that wasn't the thing. And it was one of those things like if you wanted to figure it out. And so yeah. I and then I think also too, I saw him, but I never really saw women entrepreneurs. Right. And I think that's why they didn't um tell us. Yeah. So it She's wasn't a thing. Like, it wasn't a whole bunch of women running their businesses that I could see. So I didn't, I couldn't see myself there. So like you said, Jennifer, I think it is important that we do stuff like this so that they, you can see yourself in these roles. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so valid because it's just, even as of late, I feel like I've just had frustration. Like, why didn't my dad teach me stuff like this? Like why? And it's like, he teaches I feel like he teaches my brother stuff but then my brother's not an entrepreneur really Mm. so it's just like you know and and I think men often have that have that it's like an old world perception and I think that men who are entrepreneurs really should teach their daughters you know and put them up on entrepreneurial game because like you know we need it I changed the curve. Black women are the fastest group of entrepreneurs. And so it's definitely like there's some, there's a spark. And I feel like more women, specifically black women are realizing that they have the, they have the power to actualize their goals and dreams and to create their own opportunities after being, you know, probably like disrespected far too many times or just, undermined or undervalued and they just at least speaking for me i i feel like um i want to have more control over my narrative and more control over my earnings um and be able to put out whatever it is that i want to see in the world controlling your narrative that's mm-hmm. uh that's key because i think that like you know when you work for other people when you do something else when you are kind of like under another corporation it's like you can partially you know, control your narrative, but not really. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you can't really like be on alive with like a Jack Daniels T-shirt or something like that. You know, in like just you know with just with those worries or those cons like of, of like who I am or who I'm not. And I think that right now, what a lot of people are doing is really stepping into their own like personal authority of like who they are and what they can do and what they what rules can tell them to do or not to do. But it's like when you are truly grounded, I feel like in that with that self-love foundation, like this is Mm -hmm. the way I love myself and this is the way I want to dress and represent myself and express myself love, you know, then, then that's when the game changes and things elevate. Yeah. Something you guys both said is a big part of why I ended up doing photography and film is because I wanted to control the narrative. I I was tired of seeing the way our stories were told and then realizing like, wait, we didn't even tell that story. So what would it look like if we told our own stories, if we were in control of the images and then how would that change the way that we see ourselves? And then also Jennifer, what you said about, um, I don't know exactly what you said, but it made me think about for what I do, even getting into it, like it's a male dominated industry that I'm in. So I still had to 
even though I was like, I don't realize. Yeah. So once I got into it, it's like, oh, I think I can do it. But then when I'm showing up to these different events and it's and different things, it's like, I, it's a, it was a lot of fighting and a lot of having to like really learn and talk to myself to know that, no, I deserve to be here too. I take mm-hmm. just as good of images as you. I know what I'm doing. I don't need you to teach me how to use my camera. So right. To be here. And so right. Definitely a self-love and a self-awareness of like, like, no, I don't. No, you're not about to punk me out of this spot because this is where this is the spot, and I got it. Right. <laughs> it was a right. That's. I mean, I've experienced the exact same things, and I mean, that's why now, kind of with my nonprofit, I'm really pushing towards awareness of the lack of representation of women within the art world, whatever Mm. field you're in in the art world, like it's still happening and it's happening almost like as bad as ever. Like it's just, but people aren't bringing lighter awareness to that fact. And I think you have to have that grounding and foundation within yourself and within self-love to really hold your own in a male dominated industry because like, I mean, for me, like even I remember when I went to Ghana, I went alone and I was painting, um, you know, painted a mural there, but just a woman traveling alone to Ghana, you do not even know what, you know, the things I heard, how many males tried to like control me, like to ask, you know, how to, how can, you know, you should maybe use your camera more like this or that, or can, you know, like trying to tell me what to do. And every time I'm just like, no, yeah. no. South Africa alone. And when I got there, the, they thought I was, they, they assumed nobody wanted to talk to me about the, the photography. They assumed that I was hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you both kind of. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you both kind of touched on challenges that you've experienced with entrepreneurship. Are there any other challenges that you think um, you face, and how did you overcome it? Like when you're in a male-dominated space, or when you when people are undermining your expertise, like what did you do or say that could help somebody um, who might be in the same position? <sighs> Really, I think it's just that you have to, I mean, going back, self-love is really something spiritual and you have to really go back and go in with your, not like go in yourself and like, you know, I think you have to like calm yourself and really recognize what your personal authority is in that moment in what is happening and be like, no, I know who I am and you can't tell me who I am, but not, you don't necessarily have to say it that way, but you have to know that within yourself, you know? And I feel like that inner knowing will propel Mm -hmm. whatever action needs to happen or whatever, you know, needs to be said will happen, but you have to like, it's like that inner understanding needs to click that you do have all the power that you, that you have the authority that you have the same authority as any other man, you know, any other male, you know, painter, any other male photographer, videographer, like, you know, we're on the same level, when you really know that it's like, then, I don't know, it makes them harder to try to, you know, cut you down and try to like diminish that within you. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it does. That, that's true. Yeah, I think it does go back to being self-aware and also, I don't know, there's so many parts. I think 
with being in the male-dominated industry, you just have to really know who you are and know that what you your talent is. Like you said, like we have these natural talents, so you really have to learn to trust yourself. And also, you can't really um, you can't really be in your feelings a lot. Um, no, because if you get pushed out of a, a space, or if you are having to like, if you are being challenged by a man like you can't be emotional about it and then you can't go home and like you can't go there it has to be um again like an inner knowing of like this is this is part of the industry and this is this is one of the challenges so you just have to keep showing up yeah that is that is the thing like keep showing um i've been events where I'm not even supposed to be there and having to find a way how do I get into this event like you know like exactly you have to be fearless and um be okay when something doesn't work out the way that you think it's going to work out you can't let that stop you from to keep showing up right I yeah that was all facts and I think that like yeah, it, I mean, it's like when you, when you're faced with. I, I think what people don't realize is, like, if you're if you're a woman who paints and draws, or like, if you want to be a muralist, or if you are a videographer, if you're a photographer, it's like we have so much male competition, and I think that they often do try to like. It's it's almost like subliminal, subliminal the way that you can be or feel diminished. And I think though that everything Kelly said is completely accurate. Like you just have to, you have to ground yourself in that moment and be like, you know, and speak from your higher self and speak from your inner knowing. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. That um, I don't know if you guys watched that the the Kanye interview recently, but uh-huh. one thing, and I'm not going to go in because it's controversial, but whatever. But one thing that he did say is like, you need, you better tell people who you are. You need to mm-hmm. let people know who you are. Like, mm-hmm. and you better stand up for who you are because like in this day and age and in this society, like people are always going to try to question you, check you, you know, like say that you didn't do something, aren't doing whatever, whatever the case. But he said to like let people know, let people know who you are, and stand in that personal authority and tell your story. And side note to this, I feel like we didn't tell people our personal story of that. Like we were all roommates in one place in college yes. at one point, and that was like the foundation of our entrepreneurial journeys, you know, individually. But. I thought I'd just add that side note in there. Yeah, I slowly came around. Like, I, Brett, I remember you drawing your logo, and I was still very much on track to be, become a lawyer. But I really <laughs> came back. I really came back to myself. I'll say that um, a series, like a series of events, have happened where I realized that I need to start um, betting on myself and taking mm-hmm. the lead. And I think with on- entrepreneurship, or I know with entrepreneurship, it's not for the faint of heart. It is you need a lot of grit. You need a lot of diligence. Like you have to keep going and that can be tough for a lot of people. And I want to ask you both, what is one thing that you had to unlearn on your journey? Like what kind of programming or things that you might have been taught in your upbringing that you had to like release yourself to, to go full force within entrepreneurship? Mm, That's deep. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I could, I could start. <laughs> yeah, for you me. Start. Yeah. I, 
I, so you guys knew, knew me from college. You know, we were all in TLC too. Shout out to LMU. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So it's such a full circle moment, but you guys know me from back then. And I was very much, and, and still to a certain extent, like I, I like things going in a certain path. Like I am like, first I do this then I do this. Like I've been, for me, my internal programming was, it was more of like a, I knew exactly what I needed to do to get to the next Are destination. Are you Virgo? Sorry. Pisces. Oh, okay. Pisces. <laughs> okay. I just, I have like, I'm process driven and I always, I felt, I think that's why I excelled because I knew exactly what I needed to do to get the A's, to get, to graduate, to do the things. But with entrepreneurship, you can be checking all the boxes and you still might not get to that destination. Exactly. And so that's something I had to unlearn that we are not always going to have a blueprint and a lot of times we're being called to create our own especially with us being first a lot of us are firsts in our families and we have no other type of blueprint or some we can always follow people's breadcrumbs and successes but it's really it's not going to be so rigid and linear the way that i i was um i would say i'm programmed and i think for the most part when we're when we go to through um traditional institutions like we are are we are conditioned to go off that check we have a syllabus we know exactly what we need to do yeah so for me it was so hard to be able to transition into a space where it's so creative and there's so many variables so that that was that's the thing that I'm still unlearning yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good one because somebody else's blueprint won't necessarily work for you Mm -hmm. For you and so you can like you said do everything and then it still doesn't work so that was one thing I feel like I also had to unlearn is one is the comparison it's like well I did everything right but I'm still not where I want to go be necessarily and like but this person is doing this and this is being transparent like I think we all kind of struggle with comparison even though we don't want to or we don't want to admit it and I think that was one of the things I had to unlearn that even though I think my photos look top tier that doesn't mean that I'm going to be where this person is because my journey is different and I will get there or I may not get there. That may not end up being where I go. And I think that's the other thing I had to learn was to learn how to pivot because things change and you have to be okay. Like I started off, like you said, you started off uh, wanting to be a lawyer. I started off as a dancer to pivot into this. It was scary. And so to, to be okay with the fact that your journey is a journey and that it will change. And you may want to, at one point, like I was into, um, I did a lot of entertainment and like celebrity photography and things. And as I got into those rooms, I realized, Oh, I really don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So what do I want to do? And am I, am I wrong if I stop and don't do this anymore? Like having that conversation. So learning to be okay with like, that as you go on this journey and as you learn more on the journey, you will be making changes and pivoting a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, pivots are entrepreneurship, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And pivots are not failing either. It's, no. It's, no. <laughs> That's that part. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, um, this is an interesting answer because, like, 
I guess I was raised to like, you know, how Kelly said earlier, like you can't really be all in your feelings. You have to go for it as an entrepreneur. Like you can't be too sensitive. You got to just like go for it. You can't like take people's opinions too seriously and all that. So I feel like my dad raised me in that kind of way. And like, you know, I mean, he's from Jersey and I just was as a a very sensitive person. I was raised to just like, you know, just be hardcore and like just you know put your feelings to the side you fall down you get back up like you keep going like you you know keep marching forward you do this and so while I was taught that at the same time like that's also the very thing that I had to unlearn because like there was no real like self-love in those teachings you know and there was no real like softness in those teachings which is really like my innate way of being is very like you know, emotional and like very like feely and whatever, but I wasn't really raised to hold those kind of things within me. Like, and so it's, it was an interesting balance of having to like, you know, retain some things, but like, and then like unlearn the rest. Right. That makes sense. I want to, somebody in the chat, Jamil Walk said, in any environment, feelings are illusionary. Being original is what makes you you. Um, Violet Bloom said, that's it. Keep showing up. Um, Reflection said, hey, ladies. Hey. Hey, girl. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Queens, hey. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And for the few who joined, uh, welcome. We're talking about self-love and the nuances of creative entrepreneurship and celebration of women's entrepreneurship today. I mean, Women's Entrepreneurship Day, which is today. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and use the the question bubble. If you have any questions for us, we'd love to answer. Oh, there's a questions bubble. That's exciting. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> or that little thing at the bottom. Um, yes. So what would you tell someone who's struggling on their path to entrepreneurship or their path to loving themselves in their full authentic self like what would you say to somebody like that um I'd say it's a journey and it's it's baby steps and it sometimes feels like you're moving in slow motion or maybe not at all but then one day you happen to wake up and feel you know you feel a little bit better and you feel a little bit more you know, like yourself. And I think that it's a lot about the inner work that is not so much fun to do, you know, and it's stuff that you really have to do in just by yourself, you know, like you have to kind of be alone sometimes and you have to separate yourself from people to really just like delve into yourself and to know and understand who you are, what makes you tick, how you feel, you know, what your triggers are. But I think that, you know, when you do take that time, that lasting inner peace that it provides you with, you know, is, is it's worth the journey that, and you know, it doesn't feel like that when you're on it sometimes. And it's a lot of like, the self-love journey isn't it's not all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns even though I wish it was (laughs) but I think that you know um just even when it feels like there is no light 
like because you're doing this work you know you're still on the way to the light you're still going to see the light you know there there is that light at the end of the tunnel even if it seems dark most of the way down yes I, I agree 100%. And that's kind of in the same vein of what I was going to say. It takes time to rewire your brain. Yes. Out of time. So I would say to keep doing, keep doing it. Like, like it's not rainbows and unicorns and it's not going to happen overnight. So if you are just starting and you're starting with, let's say, affirmations or your gratitude journal or something like that. Don't think because you said it for two weeks <laughs> and oh, you are the queen of self-love. Like, that's not how it works. It might take you two to three years for it to finally, like, really integrate and for you to really embody that. Like, it's not something that happens overnight. So I would say to the person who's working at it, and, and it does go hand in hand with the entrepreneurship journey because you don't always see the results right away. It's a lot of baby steps, a lot of positioning yourselves, a lot of meeting somebody here and thinking it didn't do anything. And then a year later, they give you a phone call because they remembered you. So mm -hmm. you just never know. So I would say to just keep doing it, keep showing up. And I promise you it works. If it don't feel like it's working, like Brett's saying, it's internal. So it's not always a tangible result that you will see. You will not always be able to tell that it's doing what it's doing. But I promise you, it works. <laughs> yeah, it's you're laying a foundation. You're laying an, a foundation for like, for whatever you're trying to bring in, for whatever you're trying to manifest, for whatever your ultimate vision is. Like each of these things are tiny little stepping stones, you know, and, and you can't really... I feel like um, where a lot, where society is a little off right now is that like that realization that, you know, people don't think that it takes these, these layers, these structures, this foundation, this building on top of layer, on top of layer, you know? And like, once you have that foundation of self-love, that foundation of entrepreneurship, then like things flow with a little bit more ease, you know, then things can, yeah, open up, doors open up and, it's just, but it takes time. It takes patience. It takes trusting yourself and really like deep, you got to like deeply love yourself. Like, you know, to the point where like nothing else really matters. You know, like it, you got to just be okay with being you and being by yourself. And that's just not a pleasant journey a lot of the time, but that does not mean it's not worth it. Right. I want to pick back off of what you said, Brett, about building a foundation. That's something that I struggle with as far as being patient with the journey um, because I, I feel like I'm working on my goals and I'm working on it diligently, but I'm not seeing the results. And that goes back to me having to unlearn the fact that I can be doing A, B, and C and it might not come out the way that I want it to come out. Um, but what I would say to somebody who's struggling with that, and I'm speaking to myself too, is to prioritize your mental health. Mm. Um, I just had therapy yesterday with my therapist and she was talking about, I mean, I always, the resounding thing that I struggle with for me is that I feel like I'm never doing enough mm. and there's so much more that I can do. I mean, I can get up earlier <laughs> than I'm getting up. I can do much. Yeah. <laughs> I can do more, but I'm just like. Uh, I there's I feel like as long as I get another chance at life and I wake up every morning that I have to do more and I'm not doing enough. So um, 
one of the things that she did, she said was like the foundation thing. And then a lot of times we're building our roots or we're growing our roots and you're not going to see that you're not going to see the depth. Um, but you're growing those roots deeply and then sooner or later, then it will grow into the things that you can visibly see. So, or visually see. So that's, um, something that I would tell somebody who's struggling with, I'm still going through it is to prioritize the mental health, seek professional help so that you can, uh, share your feelings and your thoughts and your concerns with someone who's unbiased and who's not a part of that, the mix mm-hmm. uh, to get a fresh pair of lens on whatever situation that you're going through. Ex- yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self, the little girl in you, what would you tell them um, about the journey where you are now? What would you say to them? Like, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've actually kind of been thinking about this a lot this week, just because I feel like the energy has been very like people are very, it's very frantic people. Are, it's like a lot of go, go, go when sometimes, mm-hmm. oh, an affirmation that I was going to give you, Jennifer, is that rest is productive, you know? And mm-hmm. um, so it's like, I, I was thinking to myself, like, I mean, not that 20s is necessarily a little girl, but I was thinking about my 20s, early 20s, like, why couldn't I, why was everything like so fast paced in my mind? Like, why couldn't I just like, slow down and not just be like, go, go, go on, on, on all the time. But I just was at that time. Like, it was just like, I had to be going, 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 going. So I would definitely tell my younger self to slow down, to like breathe that like, it's, you know, we were talking about comparison, you know, like comparison doesn't matter, like, because you are always in the exact place that you need to be at the moment that you're in it. Like, and, you know, the only moment that exists is right here and right now. You know, and I think when you ground yourself in the here and now and breathe in the here and now, it like just puts things into perspective. And a lot of times we just go, 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 because we're really feeding off of like other people of like society's flow of society's rush, society's anxiety. And so we have to slow down, go within, breathe and realize like, wait a minute, I can be on my own pace. I can, I can be on my own flow. Like nobody else has to dictate like how fast, how quickly I do things, when, when I do things, where I do things, what my end result may be like, you know, it's just me and it can be that way because I love myself. Yeah. I think that's important to, aside from me answering the question, what you're saying is super important because especially as creative entrepreneurs and with Instagram mm. and algorithm, I mm. think it has completely <laughs> the process, the creativity process. Like we, we are um, results in like numbers driven, like how often can I post opposed to like quality and like really getting to like the meat of why am I creating this? Why do I, why am I doing this? So I think it's always important to return to your why when you're mm. trying to, uh, implement your resting and stuff because like you said if you're not if you're not well you're not going to be able to do what you're called here to do anyway so if your why is to help black women then black women go to sleep 
You know what I mean? Get some rest because that's what you <laughs> not right. Right. You know? Take a nap. So I think it's like really prioritizing your your wellness. That's self love. Like you need to be well. You can't help anybody if you're not well yourself. Um, and then what I would tell my younger self, I would just tell her like, "Listen, girl, you are so dope. You are as dope as you think you are." Like. But don't you don't need nobody else to validate that for you. And even though you are amazing, everybody's not gonna like you, and that's okay. That it's doesn't okay. Mean, that, that doesn't mean to dim your light. That doesn't mean nothing. That means you just keep being you, and eventually your tribe will you will attract your tribe. Mm-hmm. That four agreements rule is so key in entrepreneurship and self love. You know that um, rule that don't take anything personally. Because yeah. you really just can't. Like, it's not a career where there's time to just sit and dwell on mm. things and take things personally and go into, like, a mental spiral about it. Because you don't have time. Like, it's just it's just useless. It's not even that you don't have time. It's just, like, that's not, that's not a part of self-love. And that's just not productive. Like, you just don't. You can let that part go once you really deeply understand self-love. Like, you can let that anxiety of you know stressing what other people think what other people you know you can let it go the fact that we put ourselves out there and put our work out there that's a testament to our level of self-love because a lot of the people who are critiquing don't have the guts or bravery to do that thing um they're more it's easier to uh criticize somebody because you're it's probably showing a mirror to them up to them of what they're not doing so um, what I would say to my younger self is to like hone in on the value of your voice. Um, don't let people tell you or, or, or shun you away because they think you're too quiet, you're too this or too that. There's a lot of people who are who don't say much, but they have, but they they are um, they are intentional about what they say and when they say it. And there's more value in that than someone who runs their mouth and says a whole lot of nothing. So because I think that we all started out really quiet. Like we were all very quiet people and especially in college. And I think it took us a while for to, to just find, not as a defined our voice. Cause I feel like we've always had voices, but to, we had to build foundation and figure out how we want to share our voice and how we want to share it in the most, you know, productive way, the most beneficial way to like be collectives, help others. And I think that, you know, when you can be quiet and you can observe for a while, then when you do share your voice, it's more clear, it's more profound, you know, mm -hmm. and it can, it's more impactful. Mm -hmm. No, agreed. Definitely. Um, so one more question for you guys. So what would be a practice? Um, how do I word this? What's a, what's a self-love practice that you do or um, make a part of your day-to-day -to, -day to help you get in the mood when you don't feel like doing the work? Mm. Hmm. Uh, for me, when I don't, when I'm not feeling it, I clean up. That's mm. My oh, that's good. Right. <laughs> because my brain, my over, I'm an overthinker, so I'll start overthinking, and all the clutter in the space will like contribute to it. So mm -hmm. I start with cleaning up, 
I light candles. I light incense, sage, mm-hmm. so I'm burning everything I got. <laughs> I love to, I'm burning on a regular day. Me too. Day, so <laughs> right I'm now. Day, I'm burning everything. Candles. Um, and I'm walking around burning my sage, saying affirmations, saying prayers. Um, I pray. Um, and I'll take a bath. Um, or go to like the beach or some body of water because I think water, not I think water is healing. And um, and I also I'll I'll um do like a gut cleanse. Like mm. if I will make sh- I will um I will like look at what I've been eating and then take take note of that. And if I haven't been eating well, then I'll like okay, I need to do a cleanse or a detox or stop eating certain things because that has a very strong effect on like our mental as well. Yeah, that's that's really profound. Um, so I guess for me, ugh, when I'm not feeling it at all, or when I'm feeling like really hardcore resistance, and like I just don't feel like meditating, I don't feel like you know doing my practice because I usually do it daily, but some days I'm just like ah oh, in resistance. So what I've been doing as of late when that happens is just like because usually I'll. I'll like read some affirmations or listen to someone's affirmations and then repeat it. But when I'm just like not feeling it, I'll just make them up in my head and then just like go through them. Like you are worthy. You are, or I say I am like, I am worthy. I am amazing. I am miraculous. I can do this. I got this. Like I'm limitless. I have infinite potential. I am divine. I can do anything. And then I'll just repeat it in my mind. And it just, you know, starts to change the calibration of things and then maybe I do feel like doing some kind of practice after that or maybe I do feel like you know snapping back into things but even if I don't that still brings me out of like a lower place that I was in and mm-hmm. you know and I always do have I, I love I love incense sometimes I feel like I like I need like I feel like I can't breathe and like I, when I light incense it's just like Ah, feels so good. Like it just flows energy around. That's an air sign thing, I think. But um, I also have one final question to Jennifer. If you know, but well, I want to hear Jennifer's answer to this. Yeah, too. me too. Okay. Um. So, what I do when I'm not in the mood, I try to listen to audiobooks around mindset. So the latest one I told Brett about this this week. I started listening to the Power of the Subconscious Mind because a lot of times. I am neutralizing my prayers. I didn't realize that I was doing that. Like if I'm praying or saying that I want certain things to come to pass, but then I'm worrying or I'm doing the exact opposite of it, like I'm doubting that it could actually happen, then I'm really just undoing the work that I, yeah. So I'm doing the work that I just did. So I think um, working on my mindset and working on like this, I always think in my mind, like, God wouldn't have give, put this in my mind and in my heart unless he didn't want me to carry it through or see it through. So, um, so yeah, that's how I try to get out of my funk. There are some days where I just, you know, just yeah, Netflix all. all day. All night. <laughs> we all got those days. Yeah, and but, I, I think it's good is like to just go for a walk or, mm, a oh, talk or like movement. Like, Meditative walks are a thing. Yes. 
Yeah, sometimes whatever it is, we're just stuck in our body. And so we have to literally like move our body to move that negative or doubtful energy out. So mm-hmm. even if it's just getting in the mirror and doing like hip rotations and shoulder rolls and things like that's very helpful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like some people call it a state change, changing mm-hmm. your state. Some people call it like a state change, you know, like you oh, got to yeah. change and alter the state you're in, you know, and like. You can do that with affirmations. You can do that with some movement. You can do that with a meditative walk. You can do that Mm -hmm. like in many ways, but like when you're really feeling in a funk, you gotta, you know, you gotta do something. You gotta pick it up. Mm -hmm. Pick yourself up. That's true. What was your question? Oh, oh, and then before that, one one more thing I was going to say, when you said you were talking about like, um, you know, just when you plant something, when you plant a dream, when you plant a seed, um, Stacy was actually saying this. Um, I was watching, I was editing some videos and I saw that she said this, but she was like, you know, when you plant something, like when you plant a seed and an idea, you know, if you're worrying about it, if you're stressing about it, it's like you're planting it and then you're like digging it up, you're digging it up, you know, and then like, it's not growing. And then you got to plant it again. And then, you know, you wait, but you're like, ah, ah, I don't know. And you're like digging it up again. You're digging it up again. So it's just like that analogy really um, helped me. So, yeah, I just want to share that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it is true because I'm like planting the seed and then like going back. Is it done yet? Is it done yet? <laughs> yeah. Or digging it back up, like you said. Um, did you say you had a question? Though? I do. Um, oh. I just wanted to know, like, did you guys... Um, did you grow up learning self-love? Like, did you learn self-love, like, from your parents? Like, did you, you know, grow up, like, at five years old learning self-love? Or was it something down the line that you guys um, learned? Mm-hmm. You gals, you ladies. <laughs> um, Honestly, yeah, I think I did learn that. I went to, I learned it from my parents and in the household, like, about, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, the depths of it is different as an adult. I was like, I was surrounded by love and taught to love myself. I went to a predominantly black um, Christian schools, like growing up. So like I had black teachers and professors and stuff. So there was always like in that regard, like representation in that we are beautiful and Mm -hmm. we are capable and um and I think that's why when I'm talking to my younger self it's like girl you really are that like reminding myself that it's true what I was being taught when I was younger so I Mm -hmm. wasn't at that yeah yeah I think for me I I mean I grew up in a loving household very supportive parents supportive family I wouldn't say that they were like expressive about love and like you need to love yourself or honor your 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 gifts or do that I mean I'm not taking anything away from them when I say this but I feel like that that wasn't I mean providing for us and making sure that we had um good education and opportunities and like that was a priority I don't think they sat me down or to talk about love or talk about Mm. um courage and bravery I I don't remember those kind of conversations and I had a different experience than you Kelly because I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood where I didn't really see myself I didn't see myself at all um and I grew up very insecure because 
I have this birthmark that's so very large and it looked and it's a completely different color than the rest of my skin. But on top of that, I'm the only black child in school and people are went, looking at me wondering what it is. Did I get beaten or did I, <laughs> is it a burn or, and like that made me really, really insecure. And I just remember a family member said, well, um, it's not even that, but like kind of brushing it off, like, oh, please, like it, it's just a birthmark, who cares kind of thing. So I didn't really I get that. Um, I didn't learn about affirmations and learn about um, embracing my inner and outer beauty until I got older. And then you um, made a book I, about it. So yeah, that's that. Okay. Yeah, the book was healing for me because that's exactly what I needed uh, when I was younger and experiencing the self self doubt, the insecurities, and all that. Yeah, and I think when you own your insecurities and when you can talk about it, or like when you can just like you know hold them like not take it so seriously, then I think that's when you turn things around, and then you can flip that pain into power. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, for me growing up, I would just say no, I did not learn it. But, um, I mean, because of that, you know, it's made like a, a career and a passion for me of advocacy and like really just teaching other people that it's important. I think it's important. I think it should be taught in school. I think it should be embedded in so many teachings because I think it is the foundation of like, living an inner inner peaceful life you know so um no I didn't learn it in childhood but I learned it later like in college when I met you guys this is great this has been a really good chat I I mean I really love talking to both of you and um just hearing about each other's experiences um before we wrap up though what are some projects that you're working on and where can people find you after this um go ahead (laughs) um what am I working on right now I'm just I'm shooting I'm experimenting with some new things photography wise so you can follow me at kskate studios um for that and then I'm also gonna be releasing some new merchandise on the urban gypsy la so yeah. Very cool. Exciting. Um, so yeah, me, um, I'm working on a new like art collection for my, I, I, my art, art brand. I call it art by Brett. Um, but I'm like working on a new collection for that. So right now I'm more so focused on my nonprofit, which is stuck designs. And we have a bunch of things going on. You can check out our podcast. You can check out the blog, join our community. Um, but yeah, I basically wanted to build a space and a community where, you know, women could come together and hold each other in accountability for their self-love journeys and to, you know, stay uplifted because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're, you know, stuck in our own heads and we're, it's, it's a lot of alone time sometimes that building and um i think community is everything and i think it's more important than ever in these times that we are in so i'm so excited that we did this conversation and um i hope yeah we can do more i'd love to bring on stacy and whoever else shonda yeah Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I definitely want to keep the conversation going. I think this is like an ongoing thing that we should definitely continue because the more we share our stories, the more people will see themselves in us and know what is possible. Um, So this was great. What are you working on, Jennifer? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So um, what is the latest? So I'm working on the Spanish version of I Am Unique. Um, so we should are you have trans- that long. You're not tr- are you translating this? Or you do you have Yes, it's, we're transla- it's in French right now, but we're translating it in Spanish. It's going to be out for the holidays, in time for the holidays. And um, if you want to learn more about I Am Unique and the things that we're, we have going on, it's over at I Am Unique Book and then Jennifer D. Vassell here. That is is phenomenal. That is. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hey, beautiful people. We at Stuck Designs have begun our crowdfunding campaign with iPhone Women supported by Caress. We are raising money for expanding our programs, manufacturing art kits, setting up our studio that will be a space to empower women and girls through art and self-love and a lot of other work that we have planned. We would love your help in our mission to provide girls in underserved communities art education and help them recognize and utilize the power of self-love. Visit our website www.stuckdesigns.org for a link to our campaign. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. You can visit our website, www.stackdesigns.org to shop our merch, make donations, join our blogging team, or be a part of our affiliate program. See you in our next episode. Love and light from us to you.